Welcome to Women of Riot, the podcast that blows up the status quo in the name of leadership. Hello, gorgeous. How are you today on this fine day? Well, I say fine day. It's actually really overcast outside. But anyway, how are you on this fine day, my love? To paint the picture, it's Saturday today. While recording, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. I had coaching sessions this morning. Thoroughly enjoyed it. My God, like seriously, I just seriously enjoy coaching. (laughs) I just can't say enough about it. I also really love being able to weave your human design into it. And that's one of my favorite things. I mean, I froth self-identity work. I froth, I was about to say that really wrong. I froth mindset, like anything that helps us to grow as a human, our evolution. It's like the human us, the human aspect of us, helping us to grow and evolve in our journey as being a human. I'm just all about, I seriously love it. And I have a lot of fun, by the way. I'm also for the balance of having fun with that. Not everything is meant to be serious and going deep all the time, but I love bringing elements of your human design chart into it because it's really eye-opening and you can't deny, like that's one thing about your chart. When we look at your body graph chart and we weave parts of your chart into the coaching. So if you're struggling with Um, a particular thing. I look at your chart as to why this may be happening. Maybe it's a lower expression of a particular gate, a particular gift you have, a particular channel, one of your centers. You know, it could be so many different things. And when I look at that, it just makes sense. And the client is always like, oh yeah, that resonates. Like you just, you can't deny what's in your chart. It is always so accurate if you have the right birth time. Like it is so bloody accurate. So yeah, that was my morning, but I'm pumped as always (laughs) to do this episode. I've actually been excited to get on the mic today and to talk about this. I just had to wait till Bubs was asleep, obviously, and she's asleep. So let's do it. I want to talk about, and this will be a quickie. I mean, I can't always give you the buffet, my love. Can't go the full buffet. Sometimes you just got to have a quickie. So enjoy it. Are you reactionary to things in your business? Now you can apply this to a career if you don't have an actual business. I'm going to be referencing business a lot just because this is something that I had to work through myself um, when I first started a makeup business a couple years ago. And then what was it a year ago? My God, that was like beginning of last year. feels like a lifetime ago. But this is something I had to work through because I was so reactionary to everything. It'll make sense as I go along. But obviously apply it to, you can apply this to so many areas of your life, not just business. But for the purpose of this, we're going to reference business. So are you reactionary? Do you see someone in your industry (laughs) rebrand and now all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, now I need to rebrand too? Maybe you've seen someone pivot in their business. So they've slightly changed direction. Maybe it's with their podcast. Maybe it's with services that they've put out into the world. And you're in the same industry, right? And all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, does that mean something about me? (laughs) Does that mean that now I need to be pivoting? Oh, should I be doing that? Is what I'm doing wrong? And you start to question. Maybe someone has a different point of view. So now all of a sudden you take on that point of view, whereas before you didn't hold the same view. And by the way, let me just give a little sidestep here, as I always do. I'm not talking about we should be closed minded and never change our views and perspective. I'm talking more about the point of are you so reactionary that it's like almost instantaneous. As soon as you see someone do something, you have to do it. Maybe someone changes their colors for their business. This is a big one. 
Maybe they change their fonts and all of a sudden you're like, oh, God damn, now I hate my branding. Now I hate my colours. Oh, they're the colours I should have gone with in the beginning. Now I want her colours. Now I want her fonts. So now you go and you change your colours and fonts. Maybe it's a you're in the coaching industry, for example, and a coach that's doing really well in your industry all of a sudden stops doing live launches and makes all of her courses evergreen. So instead of people signing up, you know, every three months, every six months or whatever, they can literally join whenever they want. And now you're like, fuck, (laughs) I have to go and make all my shit evergreen now. Like you make it something about you. So the question I want to ask you is, are you an innovator or a follower? Are you a trendsetter or a trend follower? If you have done any of these things, have a laugh. It's all good. I have too. Trust me, I have too. With the makeup business, I had my um, branding professionally done. So I had someone help me select all of my colors. I definitely had a big say in it. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, this is kind of how I want it to look. And, you know, she did full branding for me, colors, fonts, the whole kit and caboodle. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then afterwards, because it was a, it was a black gray kind of theme, like very sexy, sophisticated. It was stunning. What she created for me was absolutely beautiful. Loved it. And then I started seeing all these makeup um, makeup artists in the industry with bright colors. There was a stage where everyone was doing like lavender colors and, you know, soft purples and stuff. And I was like, God damn it. I love those colors too. <laughs> and I would constantly, constantly be thinking, oh, but I love that color and I love this color. And the thing was, I love all colors. This is the thing. Like I love all colors. I couldn't really tell you a color that I hate. Like I love all colors. So I was constantly feeling like I had to change my colors. I had to change the image. I had to change like the whole branding. And mind you, I did not have a makeup business for very long. So this was short lived, (laughs) but, and I didn't change all the time, but my God, I wanted to. And, and I kind of thought like every time I saw someone's branding that I loved it, I made it mean something about me and my brand. Now me and my brand weren't good enough. Now my brand wasn't as good as their brand. Therefore, I felt like, oh, I had to change. And I made it mean something about me. Here's a big thing that will help to overcome this if you do find yourself quite reactionary, and that is self-trust. Now, I talk about self-trust all the time. It is one of my biggest things that I talk about in my brand. But that is one thing that I want to be known for, self-trust. I have the strongest self-trust now that I've ever had in my entire life. Like I pride myself on my level of self-trust. If you listen to my last episode, I think it was the last one, about having formidable self-trust and how it's been tested in my life, and I gave real-life examples of where it was tested, like I pride myself on my level of self-trust because of how revolutionary it has been for every area of my life. Everything for what I do and don't accept, even in relationships, for what I do and don't accept as far as boundaries that I put up, um, as far as what I do and don't accept business-wise, as far as you know how far I will take things and how much I'll push my edges, even as far as how much I will lift weight-wise in the gym. No joke. The level of self-trust has impacted 
how much weight I put on my squat rack, how much weight I put on my deadlift bar. Because as I'm thinking like, oh, this is going to hurt. I don't know if I'm going to have the right form for this, the right technique. And mind you, be sensible. I'm not saying go and be an idiot and just go from being able to, I don't know, lift 10 kilos to think you're going to do 200. Like, let's not be ridiculous. But no joke, as I'm going to lift heavy things, I say to my, I ask myself mentally in my head, I literally every day say, do you trust yourself that you can lift this? And I'll have a crack. And I always blow my mind. (laughs) And I'm getting stronger and stronger. So like seriously, self-trust gets us so far in life. So Building on your self-trust will help you to stop being reactionary to things in your life and to stop you from being a trend follower and instead be a trendsetter, to stop you from being a follower and instead be an innovator, be a leader in your industry. So building on your level of self-trust and your confidence is imperative every single day, every day. Only say, I've said this before in episodes, only say you're going to do things that you're actually going to do. Big one, huge one. I used to say that I would do things and I had full intention of not doing them. I used to say that I was going to get up early. This is back when I never used to get up early. By the way, I don't think every human on the planet has to get up early. I don't think that at all. Some people thrive on staying up super late and then sleeping in the next day and have thriving businesses and it works for them. So this is not me saying you have to get up early. But for myself years ago, I wanted to get up early. I wanted so badly to be a morning person. I wanted that. And I would say, I'm going to get up early the next morning. But I always had an out. I knew that if I didn't feel like it the next morning, if I wasn't motivated to get up early, then I wasn't going to get up early. I knew that. Like I knew that. It was eroding my level of self-trust every single day. I did not trust my word. I did not trust that I would follow through on the things that I said I was going to follow through on. If motivation wasn't there, then it was okay for me to not follow through. And guess what? I had lower self-confidence and low self-trust and it impacted everything. No wonder I was so goddamn reactionary to to so many things, not just in business. I was emotionary, emotion, my God, emotionally reactionary. That's a little tongue twister. Say that 10 times. I was emotionally reactionary in my private life, in my relationships, all the time. I had a lack of emotional intelligence, a lack of emotional resilience. Comes back to self-trust and your level of self-confidence. So only say you're going to do the things that you're actually going to do. And when you say that you're going to do something, you know 100% that you're going to do it. It does not matter if in the moment you aren't motivated. It does not matter because you're a disciplined individual, you're going to do it. So one of the things that helps you to stop being reactionary is be a woman of your word to yourself, by the way, like you're not out here trying to prove a point to others. This is, that's not what this is about. This episode is not about you proving to the world how fantastic you are and that you're non-reactionary. This is about you proving a point to yourself. You are proving to yourself that you can trust yourself. And I think it is important to test this continually. Test how far you can push, 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 push. Find the edges of your level of self-trust and then transcend those edges. I actually think it's important to test ourselves in this way. It's like, okay, Holly, you say you trust yourself. How far? How far do you actually trust yourself? Do you trust yourself when you put out this service out to the world that no matter what happens, you're going to find a way to make it work? 
Do you trust that? Let's put it to, okay, when I first launched my business doing human design readings, I had no idea how it was going to go. I had some interest. Don't get me wrong. I had some um, friends who wanted readings, but outside of once I had done those friends readings, I didn't know whether people would want to have a reading with me. I had no idea if this was going to be something that would just not get very far. I had faith in myself. I had a massive amount of self-trust though. And here's the thing. I pushed my level of self-trust where it was like, okay, human design is still fairly new. I mean, it's, it's not so new in the coaching industry, in the self-development space. Like a lot of people know about it now, but it's still relatively new. Most people, if they asked me, what do you do? And I said, oh, I, I do coaching and I'm a human design reader. They would have no idea what I'm talking about. Most people, 99.9% of the human race would have no idea what I'm talking about. So it took a level of self-trust to launch a business where at that time I was solely doing human design readings. Outside of my friendship circle, I had no idea how well it was going to go, but I pushed that edge and I had so much self-trust and I just knew in the core that no matter what, no matter how long it was going to take, to get, you know, to to build momentum and to get my name out there and to have people start to be like, oh, who's this chick? Who is she? I've heard her name. Who is she? I knew in my core that I was going to push those edges. I was going to push through any dry spells, any low points, no matter what. And I was going to make shit happen. My level of self-trust from that then went through the roof again. So I want to encourage you continually Build on your self-trust in your everyday life and only do the things, only say you're going to do the things you know you're going to do. And once you've said you're going to do something, actually do it. Be a woman of your word to yourself. Another way I want you to look at this is I want you to think of brands that you follow. So for instance, maybe you're in the coaching industry. Think of some of the like, you know, people that you love in the coaching industry and picture their brands, picture their colors, their fonts, their imagery on their social media, on their website. And think of a couple different people, not just one, right? There's a few that spring to mind for me. One that I love is super colorful, very, very bold, like bright colors, bold kind of fonts, very modern looking. Yeah, very just bold would be the word, bold in colors, bold in imagery, bold in and fun. There's a lot of fun that she exudes with her brand. Another one that I love and I'm really obsessed with her, her branding is very black and white, like super duper black and white and very like elegant, still still bold, by the way. They're both bold, but one is more elegant, like the black and white kind of, you know, neutral palette is very elegant, very um, wealth themed, very um, modern and luxe. Like I get sophistication. I get, you know, luxury vibes from her. Whereas the bold, colorful one is more of that fun, bold kind of imagery. I've said bold a thousand times. How many times can we say bold? Thank God this is not a drinking game. (laughs) You'd all be drunk by now. So think of these brands, right? And picture some now, some brands that you follow that you love the actual person. So maybe it's, again, I'm going to use a coaching industry. I can think of a woman who I love her and what, like her message, but I don't love her branding. Did that make me not buy from her? No. I've still purchased from her. And this is why I want you to think of this, right? There are people that we follow, even if we don't necessarily 
like their colors, like their fonts, like their images. Think of all the brands you follow. Think of different leaders in your industry, for example. Think of their branding. Think of their colors. Think of their fonts. Think of their branding photo shoots. That's another one. Do you follow them purely because of their branding or for their messaging? And I guarantee that there are some people out there who you follow and you love their messaging, but you could take or leave their branding. Like there are some people I follow. I seriously love their content. I love their messaging. I love what they speak on, but I honestly couldn't really care too much about their branding. It's not my style. It's not the colors I would choose. It's not my vibe. I'm more into the, you know, bold, modern, edgy kind of branding. I don't tend to like the really soft, pretty, um, like really super feminine, soft kind of branding. By the way, I'm a feminine woman, but I don't necessarily love the super feminine looking branding or the super boho looking branding. I used to. It's not really my vibe now. Does that mean I wouldn't follow anyone out there who's powerful and magnetic just because of their branding? No. So, Take this in to your own business, for example, when it comes to being reactionary. I would encourage you strongly to stand firm in your level of self-trust and your confidence, knowing that even if someone doesn't necessarily vibe with your branding, they vibe with you. They vibe with your message. Like they fuck with you. They may not give a shit about your branding. I can guarantee that there are people, you may even be one of them, who follow me who don't necessarily like my colors, who don't necessarily like the way that, you know, I create my posts on social media maybe. Maybe that they don't like the videos I put up or whatever it may be. Maybe they don't like the way I've designed my website, but they love me. They love my message and it does not stop them from buying from me. I have purchased from a coach in the past that I didn't necessarily like love her branding, but my God, I loved her. So stop being reactionary in your life. And of course, I've used business massively because it is one of the biggest ways it plays out. If you are confident in yourself, then you know that your message is going to slice through no matter what your branding is. Now, don't get me wrong. Branding is freaking important. Like branding is important. We live in 2023. Personal brands are huge. Personal branding is everything. So I'm not suggesting just go and slap up some words on some plain posts all the time and think that that's, you know, going to be magnetic for people. No, but if your messaging is so magnetic, the actual visuals matter less. You have to put way more effort into your visuals if your messaging is pretty shit, (laughs) right? But if your messaging is potent and people love what you say, you can get away with putting a little less effort in the visual side of things. And I'm not suggesting you go and do that. Like I love putting a lot of effort in my visuals, but I'm just saying people aren't just following you for your colors. In fact, most aren't following you just because they like your colors or just because they like your fonts or just because they like your website. They're there for you. You are your brand. You are your niche. They're there for you and for what you say. They're there for your message. They're there for your support. They're there for you. And if you are so busy comparing yourself to everyone else in your industry and then being reactionary to everything that they do, 
you are losing your potency. You are losing the power of your message. You are losing the power of your own brand. People are there for you. And if you build on your level of self-trust and if you build on your level of self-confidence, holy smokes, you are no longer reactionary. You are a leader. You lead. You don't sit there and react to everything that everyone does around you. Instead, you, you filter everything through your own inner authority, through your own strategy in human design, if you're into human design, and you make decisions for you based off what is right for you, not based off what is commonly done in the industry or not based off what Susie Joe from over there did. I don't know who Susie Joe is. I just made that name up, by the way. But yes, so my love, are you reactionary? And if you are, it's okay. We're going to change it. This is something we're going to work on. And if you need like one-on-one support with that, booking coaching with me. This is something that I have embodied personally. This is something that I am no longer. I do not become reactionary to things in the coaching industry, to things in the human design world. I couldn't give a flying fuck necessarily what everyone around me is doing. If it's not right for me, I'm not going to do it. If it is right for me, then yeah, I'm going to do it. But I don't just, you know, shoot from the hip every time someone makes a change. And I encourage you to no longer be a trend follower, to be a trendsetter, to no longer just follow what everyone else is doing and instead to innovate and to stand strong in who you are and in your own business or whatever it is that we're relating this to in your life. And remember, people are in your world for you. They're not in your world for your colors. (laughs) I can guarantee you that because here's the thing. People love your branding, whether it's bright whether it's black and white, whether it's greens, blues, pinks, purples, because they're there for you. (laughs) There's always going to be someone who'll be like, oh yeah, I could take it or leave it. And that doesn't matter. Like that doesn't mean a negative thing. Like when I have seen coaches who I love them, if I don't particularly love their branding, I've still bought from them. Like it has not stopped me. I haven't made it mean something about that person. It's just not my vibe. And that's okay. (laughs) Like it's all okay. So Stop being reactionary to everything in your business or in your private life. Maybe it's emotionally reacting. You know, it's time to learn some emotional resilience, having emotional intelligence, being more stoic. And I don't mean in the way of suppressing, by the way. I mean in just not being reactionary to everything in an emotional way and having a calm nervous system where if if things are going on around you that feel like a whirlwind, You are stoic in who you are. You can stand strong in your own emotions knowing that you are okay. You do not have to react to everything going on around you. I will leave you with this, my love. I hope you have a fabulous week. I can't believe we're in July already. Like that is just crazy. Where has the first half of this year gone? It's like tax time here in Australia. It's tax time. I can't believe it. Anyway, I hope you have an incredible week and I love you. And thank you so much for listening as always. Like, honestly, it's not lost on me that you tune in every week and listen to me and my episodes. And I love this podcast and I am looking forward to, I'm not going to lie, I'm looking forward to the day where I will be able to have guests on. It, it is something that I have struggled with. This is not an excuse. This is the truth. I have struggled with, obviously I'm a full-time stay-at-home mum. So weekdays, it's me and my little girl. I can only record when she's asleep. And, you know, depending on what time she wakes up in the morning, depends on what time she has her nap time. And I think it would be rude of me to book in people to interview them 
and then have my daughter wake up and have to, you know, stop recording. I think that that would be rude of someone's, you know, me, you know, having someone's time to me is quite valuable and I would hate to waste someone's time. So until such a time as I can work out how to have guests on, it's just me, baby. It's just you and me, which I love, by the way. And there are podcasts I listen to where it is just that person that I tune in every single week and listen to them. And I love it. So there's something like really intimate about, you know, solo episodes, but I want you to know there is coming a day where I will also have guests um, on the podcast regularly, which I'll love that as well. Everything's a season. And I just, what I'm trying to say is I'm grateful for you being here in the season where it is just solo episodes, just you and me. I think it's really intimate. I love having my weekly, it's like a weekly chat, just you and me. I love it. So thanks for having me in your ears, gorgeous. And I'll speak to you next week (laughs) and stop being reactionary. Enjoy the drums. Bye.